I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined by our special guest this week, Bethany Walsh from Bougie Miles, filling in for Mark. Joe Chung is here as well. We have a great show for you. We're going to talk about how New York City is today. After all these months of coronavirus, Bethany lives there. She's going to give us some local insight. Plus, we'll talk about a very creative manufactured spending scenario that one of our friends partook in, and he wrote a post about it. But there was some breaking news as we recorded the podcast about American Express shutdowns, and it kind of ties into this, so you definitely want to listen to that. And where can Americans visit right now without having to quarantine? We have a full list for you, plus rapid fires and more. If you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for that. If you want to dive in deeper into Miles and Points, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. $10 a month gets you access to our private Discord and Facebook plus bonus content every single week. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. Hey, uh, everybody. Good to see you, Joe. Good to see you back. Bethany is here from Bougie Miles. I'm here. And, Thanks uh, for having me. No, if you're out there, no Mark's laugh this week. We got Bethany, which I think is a huge improvement. Don't tell Mark I said that. Amen. Uh, but I, I think Joe is shaking his head, too. He agrees. How are you, Bethany? How are things out in New York? I am awesome. And things in New York are, you know, about as good as they can be here in the pandemic 2020, like the best time ever, right? <laughs> Only like a couple more weeks left and then we can leave this year uh, behind. I know we're going to talk about New York in the show because Joe and I are both fascinated to learn more about what it's like right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anybody who's listening, Mark took the week off and uh, we got our old friend Bethany Walsh oh. from Bougie Miles filling in. And it's exciting. You're, I think this is your second time doing the podcast, right? I think you did I, it once before. Yeah, I've definitely done it once. Maybe so twice. So that makes you the first return visitor, right? I think. Woo! Joe, right? Joe All right. is the, he's the arbiter of such things. How are you that, doing, Joe? That is correct. That is correct. Yes. All right. This is our second time. And I think I was the first guest, wasn't I? Yeah. You were the you first were. guest. You filled in for me, and now you're filling in for Mark. Yeah. So As it should. Fast forward a few months, <laughs> fill in for Sean. Hey, hey can you, uh, you doing anything next week? Uh, I could use a day off. No. I told Mark when he asked me, anytime. For everyone else, I charge, but my Miles to Memories people, it's free forever. We can give you a full share of the ad revenue, Bethany. We'll give you 100% of the ad revenue. <laughs> Enjoy that. How is life in the, you're not in your, are you in your bubble yet? Did you get your bubble for your office? Me? Yeah. That's a joke. I mean, well, I don't know. We'll see if this thing ever comes through. But uh, no, I just, you know, for people who are watching live, I flipped my desk around. I, I think I was like this last week, but uh, so you can't see what else is happening in this room, but I have not gotten the... Uh, soundproof booth to be in yet but uh we're still talking about it so if i recall last we left you and you may cut this out if you want to but jess was mad at you for something you said on the podcast and because you have now turned your desk around we can't see her in the background mad at you which is unfortunate i hope that you were able to resolve that yeah so actually someone dm'd me and they were they were like did you uh figure out why she gave you a dirty look and she's here again now listening to this but uh, (laughs) of course 
So That's what awesome. happened was like, it was the first time I had the setup and she's like, well, since I'm not going to be on camera, can I stay here? And I was like, sure, just don't type when I'm talking. And apparently I couldn't shut up last week because when she left, she gave me a dirty look because she told me later, I couldn't type at all because you couldn't stop talking. So that's what <laughs> happened there. You're in your living room right now? No, we only have like one study. So we share it and we actually like overlap our meetings and she's a teacher as well. So our teaching like overlaps like 15, 20 minutes. So sometimes like I'm on with my class, I'm like only chatting them on Zoom, like if she's finishing her class and mm -hmm. I'm starting my class. So, you know, we only have one study to share. And so, you know, we kind of, we make it work, but that's why we've discussed buying a soundproof booth for uh, one of us. Pretty cool. Huh? It's mostly a joke, but who knows? I, they're going to try to make us go back to school uh, in the new year. So it, it might all be moot in the end. Let's get into the show. Let's talk about New York City. Like we talked that we kind of hinted at at the beginning because I had said I wanted to talk to you, Bethany, about New York City a little bit and what it's like now and how it's different. And Joe chimed in. He was really excited. So we made it a whole segment here because I think New York City is probably a place a lot of our listeners are in often. And we know people love to visit it and see it often. But everything I've seen just talks about how different it is. And obviously, you've lived through it. You live out on Long Island now, right? Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you, it's funny because I you love talking Staten. about all the unique characters oh, you've to when you're heading out. Yeah, I can I can only imagine what a trip to the grocery store in Long Island is like. Oh God, you have no idea. Let me just tell you, Uggs, sweatpants, and like some kind of bubble jacket is commonplace, and I will never do it. But I did accidentally wear slippers to the mall, so I guess I am fitting right in. They're slowly getting to you out in the <laughs> suburbs. But we were talking earlier that you that you want to move back into the city and basically because rents are going down people are moving out into the city uh are moving out of the city out into the suburbs and what have you heard like about how things are a little different in that department kind of when it comes to rents and just sort of the vibe in the city yeah so a couple things to note one my p2 works in columbus circle which is basically where like billionaires row is it's two blocks from, I think it's the Park Hyatt or the Grand Hyatt, whichever one you posted a picture of the other day. The Park Hyatt. Park Hyatt. Thank you. Park Hyatt. Yeah. So basically it's where like all of the really rich stuff is and everything is closed. Like it's all boarded up. A lot of the restaurants are closed. So he actually works in one Columbus, which is basically like I don't know what you would call it. It's like the trendiest building there is. And they have like all of the like touristy kind of stuff. Like it's like a mall, but it also has all of the uh, like chefs restaurants that are like just open for lunch because it's big with like the office crowd. All that stuff is closed. Penn Station is like, I don't know, like a third of what it usually is. The subways, you can actually always get a seat even during like rush hour. So it's just like a different world right now. Now I read earlier that the that somebody proposed that they do a three dollar tax on every package because the MTA has such a funding deficit that the city is just going broke and that they're not able to do it. It makes sense. Like if if nobody's riding the subway, if none of these businesses are open, generating tax revenue and stuff like mm -hmm. that, uh, it's got to be a huge uh, deficit there. Uh, yeah, uh, Billionaires Row, that is where the, the original building in there is where the Park Hyatt is. And the article I shared that you were talking about was somebody just lost, what, like $12 million or something like that on one of the, the units inside the building. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems like on every level, people are sort of fleeing the city. 
that means what rents are, are rents going down or uh, what's what's <laughs> yeah, happening there? I was telling Sean before, my best friend lives in Midtown in like a studio apartment, uh, like in a big, a big studio, but it's still a studio, you know, it's probably, so it's probably like 500 square feet maybe. And her rent went from 26 something to 1450, like at her renewal. Like, think about that. It halved, you know? So now the building I want to live in is probably way more affordable <laughs> because also it's in Brooklyn. So I definitely want to go back. But anyway, so things are definitely getting cheaper. Uh, she works in, she works for like a big rental company. And she said that like, she basically just goes into the office for a show because not like nobody actually wants to come see apartments. Now take like 11 months ago where I couldn't even like call her during the day because every 15 minutes she had a showing in her building. So it's like a different world, you know, kind of like everywhere. But I do think that New York is like, seems like one of the places where it's just so drastic. And is your P2, is he still going in to work or is he working remotely? I'm just, I'm wondering, because I know like a lot of people are still working remotely, but people are starting to like go back, yeah. uh, you know, even in Boston, like they're starting to go back into the city. So if he's had to go in at all, I'm just curious, like, what is the city like on a weekday? You know, I'm sure it's much deader compared to the past, but is it coming back to life or? So he goes in twice a week and he says that it is, yeah, it's pretty dead. Like. He said that, you know, like Penn Station. So I asked him, he, you know, he, he said like Penn Station is dead. I'm like, well, does that mean like it's clean? You know, <laughs> like, is it running like more efficiently, like nicer? He's like, no, it's way more disgusting and it's dead. <laughs> so I don't know like what's better or not, you know, but the fact- There are no crowds to block the grime. Exactly. Well, I think that's a big thing, right? Like you get on there and like, yeah, there's always the smell. It's there. It just like blends in. But I know, <laughs> I know. I see Joe like oh, going, ew, the smell. Um, as a New Yorker, you really do get used to it. It smells like, you know, like your life, I guess. <laughs> but I do have to say, like thinking about being able to get on the subway at like 7 p.m. on a Thursday night and being able to sit down is kind of crazy. So there's that. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I guess it's it's the change that's happened. And now that we have like 90 year old lady who just got a vaccine, my my hopes are like pretty high that we're going to be able to return to normal life soon. But, you know, that doesn't mean like all the restaurants are going to like reopen like Danny Meyers place just closed uh, Blue Smoke. It's like a very popular place. I think it was on 26th Street. I don't know. I've been there so many times and like thinking that I'll never be able to go back there is kind of crazy to me. I think that like the small restaurants and those local, you know, that, those local shops and all that is what gives New York City so mm -hmm. much of its atmosphere and its vibe. And uh, like you said, it's going to be, I think, rough for these businesses to come back even yeah. as everything else opens up. And when they do, they'll be different, especially like New York City, which has become so gentrified. Mm -hmm. A lot of some of the areas that those types of shops are already gone. And I imagine that you're going to see like national chains take over a lot of you know like that sort of thing happen uh, where a lot of these cool independent places were not only in like the fancy areas but in the ethnic neighborhoods where they have these amazing local restaurants and things yeah. like that i hope that they're able to survive this and, and get back the other side yeah like That's, what about in harlem where they have like that amazing restaurant scene you know yeah and i mean i can't imagine that they're like open and because they don't have the same tax dollars to keep things running. You know? The good thing is maybe some of these restaurants will be reborn as different restaurants. You know, if the business goes bankrupt and then 
Uh, people are able yeah. to start new things. So, you know, it is good that you'll get some sort of rebirth. And like you said, there is a vaccine on, well, now approved in some places, but on the horizon nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And uh, so hopefully, you know, we can see as we go into 2021, we can see uh, uh, hope there. But I do miss New York. I was there in January. I almost got attacked and killed by a homeless man right outside Madison Square Garden. Well, not killed, but he was he was out of it enough that had he, he wasn't armed, but he was so like whacked out that had he wanted to kill me or had he had a weapon, he would have tried to use it, but he didn't. But anyway, thankfully that didn't end bad, but that's just all the charm. I'm trying to say, this is a great thing. This is what I miss. I miss New York City. Tried almost getting stabbed outside know, Madison Square Garden. What about you, Joe? You miss it? You've been, you haven't been down uh, there, have you? I was there last okay. Christmas. That's when, uh, that's how I know where the Park Hyatt is. If we had done this a year ago, I would have no idea where the Park Hyatt is, even though people uh, always talk about it. Quick aside, it was funny that people were like, oh, New York is becoming itself again when Martin Short got punched in the face, <laughs> if you remember that, uh, back in the summer. I vaguely remember that story, and that yeah, that does make uh, perfect sense. It's not New York unless you get, you get like, a Canadian celebrities in- are getting punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah I mean, I... It's funny because we are, you know, currently we pull my son out of school before Thanksgiving and then we decided not to send him back. And part of that is to quarantine so that we can visit my parents in New Jersey. And we're probably we're not going to do this. And like I said, my wife is sitting here, so she's going to hear this for the first time. But part of me was like, oh, what if like last year when we were home in New Jersey for Christmas, we spent a night in the city. And so what I want to ask you, Bethany, was uh, we're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. We don't. We're not going to quarantine for a month in Boston to go down to New Jersey and then immediately go to New York City when, when I'm staying with my parents. But anyway, um, what I was curious is like, what is like? Are people traveling to the city again? Are tourists going back? And you know, for others who maybe are not seeing family and stuff like that, I just, I, I just like, I guess, have no concept whether New York is like becoming a tourist destination again, even for domestic people. So it seems like the answer is no at least based on, I've only been in the city once, but based on P2 and my best friend who actually lives there, they both say no. They say, well, she says, especially because she, she commutes from Midtown to downtown. And she said that like, kind of what Sean had mentioned before, like the homeless problem has gotten so bad that it's actually like pushing any kind of like tourism out the door, which is kind of crazy, you know, because like, I remember like when we moved, the homeless trend was like all like young kids with like primo dogs. Like they all had like pure breed, like pugs. And, and, you know, it was like, there's no way this kid is like actually homeless because they have to be. (laughs) So that was like the trend. And now it's like getting so bad that they're actually pushing people from visiting. So I have a feeling that obviously has a lot to do with like wage earning jobs leaving because of, what's going on and like being shut down. And then probably also like you think probably all the social services offices are probably also kind of closed or at limited capacity. So that's what I've been hearing. And that's just based on two people's accounts. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see a ton of people saying like, Hey, you know, the park Hyatt is only a hundred dollars tonight. We should go. I have noticed that all of the Kimptons are available for free night certificates, which I did not think was like a good uh, sign since they're usually like 70,000 nights, uh, 70,000 points. I got to imagine New Yorkers like are of two minds. Like, do they want like they want tourists to come back to keep the city alive? But then I'm sure like I, I well, actually I don't know because I'm not a New Yorker. But like, what is the New Yorker's impression about? Because when you first said 
like, no, I wasn't sure if you were saying no, because New York does not want the tourists back or no, because it's not happening. So, you know, what do New Yorkers think about all that? Well, I can tell you one thing. You, (laughs) as a New Yorker, you hate tourists. I mean, that's just, you know, I was a real estate agent. So I had to, like, all I did was walk and like people just walk so slow when they're not from New York. And it really is an <laughs> impediment to your like life. <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, I, I'm assuming that when you go to like Rockefeller Plaza for the tree and there's nobody there, it's probably really sad. But in your day-to-day life, you probably don't care. However, as a New Yorker, I want the city to survive. So I want them back. Yes. It's funny because in Vegas, we have no choice. Like tourism is it. So like if there's no tourists... We're hurting so, so badly, whereas New York has other stuff. So like as most New Yorkers probably don't deal with the tourists and they're just like, kind of a nuisance. Yeah. Although here we don't really deal with the tourists either. We they, Everybody stays in the strip and mm-hmm. the locals don't. But we're just so, um, yeah, we, we can't live without tourists here because we're just a desert without that. At least New York is is New York. I mean, it's... But you don't uh, really get to be insulated from them, I feel like, if you wanted to. Like, you just don't have to go to a casino. I mean, you do, but most Vegas people don't, right? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this because I've been in the casinos so much this year and that I'm not normally in the casinos all that much because I've been covering it uh, for, for YouTube and stuff. And yeah, just how there's this whole ecosystem down there that most locals probably aren't aware of. And we may tap into it once in a while by going down to a casino or whatever, but we definitely don't experience Vegas in the same way that the tourists do. And I think that it's changed so much even the last 10 years, what Vegas is to the average person that... I was maybe a little bit out of a touch, I think, with it, too. Uh, so it's been interesting being down there so much. I guess I'm still in my hometown, but I, I'm kind of staying in hotels and I'm trying to view it as a tourist. But, yeah, I think largely we can we can avoid them. They're not down our main streets and everything else. All of our infrastructure tends to be away from the Strip. So we have this sort of thing built for it, whereas in New York, tourists are everywhere, right? You can't kind of control where they go. But, I mean, I, I can't wait to get back to New York, honestly, uh, whenever... I don't want to go back until it's reopened, so I have no desire to try to go now, but hopefully later next year, because I'm usually there one or, once or twice a year, but I can't wait to go back to enjoy some of the food, to enjoy the atmosphere, just to, I don't know, to do something stupid like walk through Times Square, even though I know that that's like the touristy, that's the strip of, of New York City, but uh, I, I can't wait to, to get back there, and I hope to do it soon. And somebody in our Diamond Patreon chat uh, wrote, just talking about rents and stuff like that. My best friend lives in Chelsea and is leaving the building. She's been in for 10 years. So many people are moving out. Neighbors are coordinating what day they're leaving to make it easier on the moving companies. So that's crazy. crazy. And somebody else gave us an article, too, about a link to an article that talks about the impact of COVID on all the small businesses. So, Joe, hopefully you can remember to put that in the show notes for people so that they can check out that article uh, as well. Because it's a fascinating subject, and I know it's a city near and dear to all of our Mm -hmm. hearts. But uh, now we're going to talk about something else that's near and dear to all of our hearts, and that is manufactured spending. Or actually finding creative ways to spend, to generate points on stuff you were going to do anyway. Our friend Derek Dye from Travel on Points uh, wrote a guest post this week on Miles to Memories where he talked about selling his house and how he turned that into a point manufacturing machine, as he calls it. Essentially, he used something called PayPal Key, which is the ability to use your PayPal account as a debit card, essentially, backed by a credit card. So it's backed by a credit card. You can earn points, but you're using it to pay as a debit card. And he paid off his mortgage right before he sold the house. 
knowing that when he sold the house, the funds uh, would come back to him. And so he was able to, to do that. Joe, have you had a chance to go through his article? Do you think it was a good idea? I mean, is that something you would do? It's funny you should mention that, Sean. <laughs> At this very moment, you know, as we are recording tonight, so Mark hopped into the chat for a second. It seems like American Express is shutting a bunch of people down right now, and it might be related to PayPal Key. I think when you sent these show notes, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. But uh, <laughs> right at this moment, like this has been happening, you know, so full disclosure, I did not read the article because when I planned to read the article, all this news started breaking about people's Amex accounts getting shut down and stuff like that. So I read about that instead while you guys were doing your diamond chat. I think that Derek is going to be fine and it is a nice creative way. I just, I don't know. I'm, it's one of those things where like we're recording at probably the worst time to be talking about this at the moment, but I think it was a really clever play. I actually don't think it's a bad time at all because I think it's great that we have 360 degrees to talk about it because oh, I just mean here, bad time for my mental state. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, well, people were using PayPal key to pay fake bills. I think I never did it. I, I could say that honestly, I've known about it and I didn't do it uh, just because at some point you only have so much time to do stuff. And I had just other things going on, but I do know a lot of people who did do it. And I know that they were finding ways to pay bills where they were generating points in a way that may not be loved by the banks. But in this case, he's paying a legitimate bill, paying his mortgage to a mortgage company. It's all traceable. So I would think that uh, with American Express shutting down accounts, now, do we know, Joe, because I obviously I saw the the link. There's a Reddit thread and we'll put a link in the show notes. I saw it before we started, but I obviously haven't. I'm not up to date because I've been on the stream for about 40, 45 minutes. Do we know for sure that it's because of PayPal key? I know that there was some people also talking about the 3x referral offer. Some people were targeted for an extra 3% or 3x points on all spend when they referred somebody. And there was some talk that maybe it was about that as well. Yeah, we definitely do not know for sure whether it's PayPal key, but it's one of those things where like when it's the first hour, right, all these data points come out, you know, and as we're recording this, it's Tuesday at 1030 p.m. Eastern, like these data points are coming out and we don't know, especially from Reddit, like you don't know what's real and what's kind of garbage. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of PayPal key. I did skim Derek's article while you were talking, Sean, and since he was paying with the city double cash, I do think you know, it's probably like going to be okay. It's only Amex rat that is um, shutting people down right now. And maybe it's not because of PayPal key. Uh, we don't know for sure. So I don't, I don't want to speculate too much. Um, you know, I think we should note that plastic uh, and it's in Derek's article, but like plastic has kind of closed this pay the mortgage avenue or pay anything avenue with a credit card with paypal key anymore as well so i mean paypal key in general has been sputtering over the last week or so as paypal has started like closing up a lot of these loopholes the one thing i like to think about with this what derek did is he's already going to pay off his house you know he's selling a house when you sell a house whoever buys it pays off your mortgage right it's done automatically through the escrow so whether the mortgage is two hundred thousand and they pay it or You've paid off the mortgage before it closes and then they pay you the 200000 Either way, it's going to happen. So he used a situation that was already going to happen. His mortgage was going to get paid off when he sold the house and found a way to generate points. I get, yeah, of course, uh, PayPal key made it easy and maybe it wasn't possible outside of that. But I just like the thinking and I like to highlight that fact that he was thinking outside the box because there are opportunities that are maybe not as big as paying off a mortgage that come in life, you know, where you have spend or you have the ability to spend, things are going to happen. And then if you think about it a little creatively, you can generate points where maybe you wouldn't normally. And I think that that's 
a valuable lesson. But with this good timing, um, Bethany, uh, I mean, what do you think? Because it's also important, no matter what play you do, no matter what you do, to understand that, especially if you're pushing the, the limits as far as what the terms say and stuff like that, you know, we, we both know a lot of people who have been shut down. And I guess when you play with fire, you have to be prepared to get burned, right? That's exactly what I think. I think uh, the whole game is like all about people like dealing with the burns and I'd rather not. So a lot of the time I'm really happy that I don't have, it's not that I don't have the time, it's that I don't have the brain power or the memory to do things like this because I forget to do the stuff that you have to do in order to like make it happen, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You get like 80% there and then forget the key to do the key thing. Yeah, I I do, right? Like I'll forget to like add the card or I forget which card because I don't know if you know anything about Amex, but every single one of their cards somehow ends in the same four numbers, like for your household. (laughs) So like, well, crap. I don't know if it's three, one, zero, zero, three, six, one, zero, zero, three, nine, one, zero, zero, three. And then like two days later, I'm like, damn, I meant to pay that bill. And then I didn't, you know? So I think I've actually gotten out of a lot of sticky situations just by being like slow to the party. And I think that the creative people can sometimes like get slaughtered like sacrificial lambs. So that's how I feel about that. Y'all know like MS is not my big thing, not because like I'm against it just because I'm too disorganized to do it. Uh, Rick in our chat says they won't shut you down because you have nine platinum cards. Well, PT uh, is currently in purgatory. So, and Bethany is the queen of Amex offers too, and covering them and finding them. And so you should follow her for that because she finds creative ways well within the terms to uh, maximize her American Express cards. So those are too important uh, to mess with, right? Thank you. Yes. So P2 is in Membership Rewards Purgatory. (laughs) And I have not done any of these things, so I'm not sure what's going on, but I do owe them a call. And see, I keep forgetting to make it, so... I think that just proves my point. The purgatory where you can't get mm-hmm. them out right yep. now? Yeah. So, I so I'm going to be on the record. I, I just, I, I dislike American Express so much with what they do here because they don't communicate with people. They have all of the power now that the uh, CFPB has basically been gutted the last few years. They know it. They have teams of lawyers who have put every little loophole that they can into the terms. And so, we really don't have a lot of power going up against them. Of course, all of us have found benefit in their cards and in their rewards programs. So obviously, I'm not saying that they're the worst thing ever, but it frustrates me that they're not more forthcoming with information. I had that happen a couple of years ago where they just locked up our membership rewards account for no reason because they were doing some investigation. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they unlocked it without any big fight. But, you know, that's it's sort of messed up when you earn points uh, for them to do that and at least not even tell you that they're doing it. I know in our case, it was I was trying to redeem them. And then I got an air message and uh, yeah, it's just such a frustrating bank to deal with. And I wish that they would be a little bit more forthcoming, but by now I think we figured out their game and they're just gonna, they, they, if you, they feel like you have messed with them in any way, they don't give a crap about, <laughs> about what they do to you. But I think the worst thing when it comes to American Express is that we're all like convinced, right? That the people who either got these crazy referral offers or the ones who take advantage of the 10X offers or the 25K refer your like refer a friend offers are the ones who often get targeted. And it's like, it's like they're dangling a carrot in front of you that they want you to take almost sometimes just to see if you're going to take advantage. And then that's when you get in trouble. 
I think that's what happened with P2 because he had that 25K referral offer. And like I've said, I am not an MSer. I don't do anything of the sort, especially with his accounts, because he just wouldn't be able to deal with like even the phone call and getting them reinstated, nor would he want to. So like his accounts are so clean and he gives them so much like non-bonus spend because I mean to do that to stay on their good side. And I think it's because he took advantage of an offer that was really good. And I feel like that's what makes it so devious. Yeah, it's almost like guilty until proven innocent, right? They give you the offer and then that makes them investigate you until they can clear you of any wrongdoing. It's, I don't know, it seems it's, like that. It's their rat team, but they're baiting us with cheese. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but boom, boom. <laughs> I'll be though. here all night. Anyway, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be Thursday and a lot of this stuff probably will work itself out, but uh, you know, who knows? It's Amex, so maybe we'll never know what exactly happened. Yeah, and the one thing I've learned about Reddit, like you said at the beginning, Joe, is that we don't know if it's true and people don't always tell the truth about what they did. So people, a lot of times they do a lot more than they admit to publicly mm-hmm. that gets them shut down. But of course, with American Express, we've seen enough consistent shutdowns over the last year, year and a half to know that they do uh, like to do that. But we will uh, follow up if there's anything else interesting that comes out of that situation. I highly recommend reading Derek's article. I think it has a lot of good information in there. We'll also throw a link to the Reddit thread about the shutdowns. And if there's anything else relevant, we'll, we'll include that as well in the show notes. And then let's uh, move on to our next topic, which is travel related. Of course, COVID is always something that's going to come up no matter what we do when we talk about travel these days. But we had an article on the uh, website by Ian this week about which countries Americans can visit now without having to go into quarantine. And I think it's important for our listeners, readers, because there's a lot of people getting ready to travel and they're looking for places, myself included, where you can actually go without having to lock yourself down or uh, maybe just have a, a negative test or wh- which, whatever you need to do. Yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of quickly go over a few of them, and then I'll ask maybe you guys what what stands out to you. Countries that don't require quarantine, there's Albania, a country that I've been meaning to go to for a long time. I know somebody pretty well from there, and uh, it's a country I hadn't gone to yet. I've been to all the countries around it. Uh, Brazil, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Mexico, uh, Macedonia which is now known as Macedonia. Here's a fun fact, guys. It used to be known as the former uh, Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia up until like a year or two ago because Macedonia is a state in Greece and Greece and the country of Macedonia had this big war. I mean, not an actual war, but an actual fight over the name. And Greece wouldn't allow them to get into the EU and all this. They wouldn't allow them to do anything but if they used the name Macedonia. And they finally settled this a couple years ago and... They can do the, the Macedonia name, and in the capital uh, of Skopje, they have this beautiful, huge statue of uh, Alexander the Great, and they're very proud of it. So there you go. Serbia so is also there, and uh, Turkey uh, is also on the end. Turkey, there you go, boom, uh, and Tanzania as well. And then if you, that's just you can just go there. Now there are countries also requiring a negative PCR test: Bolivia, Botswana, Colombia, Ecuador, Egypt, Guatemala, the Maldives. How do you pronounce it? Sao Tome and Principe? Okay. Uganda. Sounds good. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, options. I see in this article, Ian took a picture of Sean Reese at a volcano in Guatemala for the Guatemalan things. But there's quite a few options. Any of those countries stand out to you, either one of you? Bethany, where are you? Are you booking your next uh, trip to Botswana? Uh, no. 
um, if I am going to take the chance of going somewhere and potentially like, you know, things are still a little dicey, right? So if I'm going to go somewhere, I want to go somewhere a little bit closer to home. So right now I'm actually looking at Mexico because A, I like the idea of no COVID test, not because I have COVID or think I'm going to have it or anything like that, more just because A, the tests are kind of expensive. B, to get a test around here, you have to go to rapid, what is it, urgent care? And there's like nine hour lines at all of the urgent cares around my house. I mean, like we've driven to four different ones and each time there's like people sitting on lawn chairs, like camped out for the day. And I just don't want to do that. So yeah, I've been looking at Mexico. I kind of wish Canada was on that list because I would go to Toronto and just like spend a month if I could. But I also want to go to a beach. So any of those countries are fine by me, Costa Rica, although I don't really want to go back there. But, or Dominican Republic, actually. Yeah, so probably Mexico. There's always Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Joe? What, what, are you, uh, what, I, what country are you eyeing? I mean, with a gigantic caveat that I would not travel internationally right now, personally. At Cyanel uh, on Twitter, people may know in travel hacking communities, he was on the observation deck a couple of episodes ago, and he just went to Tanzania on a safari. And he was saying how safaris are like super cheap right now because, you know, like New York, like Vegas, like safari is so dependent on tourism and stuff like that. So he went, I think he still got tested. Oh, he had to get it. I think he had to get a test because he was flying Qatar Airways or because he was flying through uh, Doha or whatever. So he got a test anyway. But, you know, he said once he got to Tanzania, things were you know, when you're on a safari, everything is like very socially distanced. He and his partner, they got their own, like it was their own private safari and their guides had to be COVID tested before that happened and stuff like that. So they didn't see anyone besides themselves uh, the whole time. And then he was saying that like, you know, price wise, it was like half off or even better from like normal rates. So, you know, I think Tanzania really jumped out at me. I think I'm probably too old to ever hike Kilimanjaro. Like it's something that I thought I may have wanted to do, but then, you know, life happened and stuff like that. I don't think I would do that right now, just because you can't do a hike like that without being in like super close proximity with people and stuff like that. But still, there's a lot to do in Tanzania uh, safari wise. So that's what jumped out at me. What about you, Sean? What's funny is that Botswana stood out to me for that reason, too, because I've heard there's great safari in Botswana uh, as well. But yeah, I, I think that there's probably some good opportunities there. That's obviously far from home. Mexico, like Bethany, is a place that I'm probably eyeing and maybe Costa Rica for a trip early next year. But I do have some other logistics I have to worry about, especially if I'm going to go there with a child. Um, so I, I have to make sure that things are going to be uh, taken care of, that it's possible. If not, I might just end up at uh, Disney World, uh, which is a country in and of itself. Right, Joe? So maybe that uh, maybe that counts. I'll just go around Epcot. But I mean, I... On the list, honestly, like places like Egypt, that stands out to me. I would love to go there and I wouldn't have a problem going there other than, you know, getting there and stuff like that. But it's a country that uh, obviously is still high on my list. And Guatemala is a country that's near and dear to my heart, a country I spent a lot of time in about 10 years ago. And I'd love to get back there. So maybe a combo trip through Central America, you know, Mexico, Guatemala, hit up Costa Rica. I don't know. Joe, question. Do you feel more comfortable traveling like in the Americas or just not international at all? I do not feel comfortable traveling in the Americas. I actually, I think the reason why I wouldn't feel feel comfortable traveling internationally, well, I guess it's two reasons. Number one, it's kind of like the odds of 
me infecting them is pretty high. So I would feel terrible about that. And then number two, like if I'm going to get stranded somewhere, you know, I was about to say, Sean, I was going to add on that. Like if I were to travel internationally right now, I would only go to countries I think that I could get a nonstop to because, you know, I don't want to deal with stress. Like I think we all have realized no matter how much you think about these things, like no decision we make now is as simple as it used to be. Right. And being stranded in a city on a layover was already stressful enough for me. If you throw COVID on top of all of that, like I just don't think I could deal with that. And so I don't want to deal with the stress of traveling internationally right now and like getting stranded or getting a flight canceled. You know, I just talked to Spencer. Uh, he was in Dubai and he got a flight canceled on the way home and then he got stuck in London for a little while. Like these are all things that I just do not want to deal with right now while COVID is going on. I don't want to deal with it when COVID's not going on, but with COVID going on, it really is like, no, nah, I'm good. So it's like nonstops only, you know, I think, I think realistically out of these countries, it would probably only be Mexico and I, I'm not even going to do that, but you know, that's like the most realistic just cause it's the closest and worst case scenario. I can rent a car and drive, 30 hours home or whatever. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there, especially like in my case, I'd be considering taking a child and that adds a whole other world of logistics. So for our consideration, it would be we wouldn't be going anywhere where we were far from civilization, anywhere where there wasn't, uh, you know, good hospitals and things like that. And good point with Joey is you got to watch where you're going to get stuck. So I, the, what we've talked about, and again, this isn't a final plan, but we've talked about maybe going to Mexico City for a week and then to Cancun. Both those places have very modern Western hospitals, very, you know, safe places. If we were to get stuck there, it would be, you know, be okay. My wife's also from Mexico, so she speaks Spanish. Uh, my daughter uh, speaks Spanish. So that seems like a decent plan. There's direct flights. So yeah, there's a lot to consider there, especially if you're, if you're considering with children. And I know people out there might be screaming at this podcast, thinking nobody should travel, or people out there might be thinking that, People should just travel wherever they want and not have any considerations. And I think the great thing about this world is that we can all have different opinions and respect each other and we can learn from from that. And I, I think we all have friends who have traveled quite a lot uh, during COVID and they made different decisions than us and there's nothing uh, different or wrong about that. So I don't know, it's an interesting thing, but I'm just happy to be talking about actually traveling because I will go somewhere whether it's out of the country or in the country uh, coming next you know next month I guess but either way like just I'm looking forward to next summer you guys looking forward to next summer hopefully with restaurants are open yeah yeah Vegas I mean there's rumors that Vegas I don't know that I believe this but there's been rumors that Vegas is going to shut down uh, in a week or 10 days or something like that because it's so slow and they're going to just kind of shut down for that reason. I don't buy that for, for a second, but definitely just get out, man. I'm, I've been sitting staring at these walls in this house for so long and with the reselling, I'll get the occasional break to go to target or Walmart, but that's not, that's not the same Joe. It's just not, it doesn't bring me great joy, like going somewhere and just waking up in a different place from where I live with different language and smells and people and sounds and tastes. Can't wait to get back to that. Yeah. I mean, it's been rough. I think, you know, uh, someone in the chat asked when our earliest across the water bookings are. I don't have one yet, but I'm starting to get closer to be able to do it because, you know, I feel like with the vaccines coming, there's like kind of hope on the horizon. But actually what that does is it actually makes me more patient, I guess. Like now, like there was a point maybe like one or two months ago where I was like, man, I just really got to get somewhere. But now like, oh, 
maybe I could be vaccinated by the summer. Well, maybe I can wait until then. So, you know, I think the potential vaccination has kind of changed, you know, it's given me hope. And so like, I don't need to just get out there and get it out of my system because I know I'll get the chance eventually. Yeah, I think either way, like I said, I'm excited about just the prospect of being able to travel soon, whether it be now or once the vaccine's out, it doesn't matter. It's 2021 is just a few weeks away and it's going to be a better year. But uh, yeah, we'll head into rapid Don't fire now. That, I know. What? I thought the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah. I got you. Got to be. Got to get two good, right? two good months. No, right. You could be hopeful. Be, we're we're yeah. from New York, New Jersey, so you know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay hopeful because I lose my mind otherwise. Why you guys got to bring me down? Why you gotta no, bring no, me no, down? I, Took all my hope. Oh, Sucked yeah. all my hope out of me. No, no, we're hopeful. We just don't say it. I think. <laughs> That's what you're yeah. worried about. You're worried about like jinxing it. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Knock on wood. That's okay. Right. You see, I should have said knock on wood. There we go. Now I knocked on the wood. Everything's good. Now we're good. All right. All right. Now let's close it out with rapid fire. And Bethany, you want to start us off? I would love to. I have recently read your article on, uh, well, I don't know if it was yours. It was somebody on Miles Memories on how American is now offering rapid testing for $129. I actually think that JetBlue is offering it for $119. So, you know, if you're going to pick, you might as well go JetBlue, which I think is probably usually always a good rule of thumb. And I just think it's interesting how they're charging so much for something that doesn't seem that that simple. They want you to activate it. And then you have to basically do like the whole like same process as a DNA test and then send it back and then wait for your test results. And I don't see how that is that like, what's the word? Convenient. So I thought that was interesting. And I didn't really think it was such a great option. I think it's surprising that they're all jumping on board with that. Yeah, they just, I think, guess anything they can do to get people on airplanes. Mm. Um, and I guess maybe just going to a testing center is probably maybe overwhelming for people. Or like you said, in your case, it's crazy in New York with people. Yeah. Like here in Vegas, you, there's bunches of them and you, there's nobody there. You have to make an appointment, but it's pretty easy to get in and do it. I think DDG wrote that one up. And uh, yeah, $129 for our Let's Get Checked yeah. uh, COVID test. Uh, so like I said, JetBlue, yeah. 119 <laughs> There you go. <laughs> can, we, can we get spirit to do it for 99 and uh maybe they'll charge you extra to check the results online uh, you, uh exactly know. yeah <laughs> to unlock they're, the they're gonna they're gonna charge you for a seat in the waiting room otherwise you have to stand there you go all right my rapid fire is getting a refund on who knew you could get a refund on a package that was mailed uh, mark apparently learned that you could do that and on i think it's on priority mail express only but he recently had a package that was late and he fought the government. He stood up to them. He said, give me my money back. And he learned out how to do it and he wrote it all up. So check that out. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Anytime you can get get, get a refund. I didn't know that. I certainly didn't know that you could ask for a refund if the package doesn't get there on time. Again, it's not every package because I noticed lately the postal service sucks, you know, and I don't mean that to anybody out there. I just think with all the changes, it's taken them time to figure that out. So there's a lot of late packages. That's what I meant. I don't want to offend anybody, <laughs> any postal workers out there listening. I just mean that uh, it's been rough lately. So yeah, get your late delivery refund link in the description. You, Joe? Uh, last week I bragged about checking the show notes and this week I did not check the show notes as closely. So you just stole mine. So what I'm going to say is that as we were recording, we gave Mark the night off, but he picked the worst night to take off because all this Amex news has broken and he dropped the article while we were recording about what's going on with Amex. I'm sure that particular article will be completely out of the date will be completely out of date by the time you listen to this on Thursday. However, I will say just 
stay tuned to Miles to Memories to see what's going on with all that stuff. Uh, they will keep you up to date with what's going on. Absolutely. And uh, we will put the link to Mark's article. Thank him for writing that and for being so diligent instead of taking the night off like he uh, was supposed to. I think you, uh, I think you missed it in Slack, Sean. He said, uh, he said I'm going to take next week off too. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I missed it, it didn't happen, Joe. So uh, we'll see Mark nice. next week. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the show. Bethany, thanks for filling in. Can you let everybody know where they can find you when they're not listening to this podcast? Yes, bougiemiles.com and bougiemiles on YouTube. Please freaking subscribe. Thank you. Joe? I also want to give a shout out to Bethany. I was, I was in a group and someone shared one of our articles and one of the comments on the shares was Bethany is so smart. So <laughs> true. Uh, true, true story, Bethany, true story. Uh, she is smart. So follow her there, but you can follow me for less smart stuff at as Joe flies all over social media. What about you, Sean? Well, if you put me in the room with the two of you and we have to disc Gus, who's smarter? I think that I fall like third on the list. So uh, it's great to be in both your companies. It's great to uh, have you on the show, Bethany. Thank you so much for doing it. Milestomemories.com, where you can find about 35-ish articles per week. And of course, our YouTube channel, Miles to Memories, and on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, just Miles to Memories. And if you want to email me, Sean at Milestomemories.com. And thanks so much for listening. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye. wanted to so know that fun. little eastern european boring history there serbia so is also there i cannot look i can't look at i can't look at bethany like we're i can't look at bethany while we're recording because what else does okay. anybody know about macedonia come on i had to like to throw something in there to give it a little color yeah i know i know but like i just i just had like a wry smile when you started saying that and i was like oh when he's done i'm gonna have say I, so how i told the story it's gonna be a, funny i think but i told then the story bethany the starts cracking up and then i just could not hold it because you did this like face, like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's always really funny for the record. Anyway, I... Macedonia is a cool country. Scopi is, is good. I once he rented an off. entire bus there for $2 and 50 cents. So I'm not going to let you guys tarnish the good name of Alexander the Great's Macedonian Republic, the ex, whatever it used to be called. Yugoslavia. Yes. Yes. The former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. We were listening. We were listening, Sean. All right. Keep going yes, with the countries, yes. please. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.